being able to do the degree while I was working, I was able to kind of pass information in both ways, I guess. So um, I found myself, you know, taking problems and challenges from from Vistaprint from work uh, into the classroom and then going the other direction. You know, when I'm in those classes, again, uh, learning was a major objective, but just exposure to new ideas, um, you know, thinking consi- um, you know, constantly about new ways of doing things definitely impacted the way I approached, you know, my work at Vistaprint. Um, so ideas kind of flowed in both directions. And I agree, having kind of the part-time MBA and the job going at the same time probably facilitated that happening a lot better than, you know, two years of, of just only study and then trying to implement, uh, trying to remember all those things when you went into your jobs. Welcome to the MBA Jam podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Jam. This is Avinash over here. Today, we are talking to Alex Mitchell. Alex is currently the director of product at Upside Travel since March of this year. Previously, he was the product manager for Vistaprint and Webs which was acquired by Vistaprint back in 2011. But what I found really interesting was where Alex started his journey. At JP Morgan, where he was the assistant vice president for marketing analytics. Alex has done his BBA in finance from University of Michigan and later went on to do his MBA from George Washington University, which he finished earlier this year. Alex describes himself to be passionate about creating and growing you know, powerful web and mobile products that have a huge impact in millions of people's lives. I first came across Alex when I read his Medium post where he breaks down his experience and insights from doing his MBA and asks the million dollar question, is this degree worth it? I will of course link that article to the show notes, but we will try and understand more about Alex's thought process in the show. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Avanes. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no worries. Alex, how would you like to describe your journey in your own words so far? Yeah, definitely. So you, you recapped it well there, but I started coming out of uh, undergraduate uh, education in Michigan thinking that business, um, specifically finance, uh, was, was where I was going to go. Uh, but I actually found my first career opportunity in analytics. Uh, so I spent a few years, as you mentioned, at J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, kind of in a hybrid financial analytics role. Uh, really enjoyed uh, the level of skill that the people I worked with had, um, the level of specificity of the job, and and kind of how, how smart the people were. I really enjoyed that piece. Uh, but what I was missing was a smaller company feel. So, you know, first job, learned a lot of things, but learned also I wanted to go for a smaller company. Um, also learned I wanted to be out on the East Coast instead of in uh, Ohio. So that was a big change, too. Uh, but came to Vistaprint into their digital group, uh, doing analytics work for them, uh, and quickly found my way into product management. I uh, kind of realized that while analytics was exciting and, and fun to kind of know the data better than anyone else at the company, um, you were limited in how much you could actually affect change. So product management you get to consume the data, you get to find your own data, um, you consume a lot of other information, and ultimately you're the one in many cases who's making the decisions uh, for the business, where it's going, um, you know, what it's building, those type of things. So moved into product management at Vistaprint um, about, this would be about four years ago at this point, maybe even a little bit more than four years, 
and incredibly enjoyed it. I worked with every single product that Vistaprint has on the digital side of the business, ranging from a website building tool to social media management uh, to what's called local listings, so kind of getting businesses listed out there everywhere on the internet, uh, and learned a ton. Learned a ton about product management, about myself, um, about you know where I wanted to go in my career. And it was at that time, and we'll jump in a lot more here, I'm sure, it was at that time when I was at Vistaprint that I recognized um, you know, an MBA was something I wanted to pursue, and I started it at George Washington. Uh, I just finished up that MBA in March of this year uh, while I was actually now at Upside. So I moved to Upside Travel um, also around March of this year. Uh, again, wanted to go even smaller than I was in my group at Vistaprint, wanted to do a startup. Uh, and had a great opportunity here with Upside Travel uh, as their director of product. Uh, so, long story short, uh, but you know, kind of the MBA was sprinkled in between there, kind of overlapping the Vistaprint and Upside Travel time periods. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Product management—that's fascinating career, isn't it? <laughs> I think I yeah. think you 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 fell into it, and I'm, I work in product management. Probably that's why I'm attracting so many product managers onto the show, <laughs> <laughs> and and I I almost fell into it as well. So, um, so 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 okay. So you went from analytics to product management, and that's where you grew yourself um, in the product management space. So, at uh, and. and when you did decide to do an MBA, first of all, at what point of time during your journey did you think this is a degree option or a career option that would be relevant for me? Was it when you went into product management? Did it give you some specific insights? Was was it something lacking that made you go for it? Or was it something that you wanted to add? Some, yeah, yeah, what was your thought process around that? Yeah, so I, th- I think I'm a little bit unique. Um, nothing was really lacking uh, that led me to an MBA. I wasn't trying to, to use it to you know, jumpstart to another career um, or really build um, too many you know, specific skills that I didn't have. Um, I'd always considered an MBA because I like to, to learn just generally. Um, and it was you know, another opportunity to learn more, to spend time with um, you know, educated, smart people, and I always knew that I'd, I'd want to do my MBA. The question was more, when uh, would I kind of have the time for it? Um, when would it fit into my career? Um, those type of things. And I saw an opportunity when I was at Vistaprint uh, that I had kind of grown up a little bit there. I already had a, about, I think, a year of experience at that point in time. Uh, and I had a little bit of flexibility in my schedule. I had you know a few nights a week free. Um, I had the time. And then there was even the, the bonus incentive of my employer was willing to pay for part of the degree. Um, so that made the decision a little bit easier, too, since I didn't have to pay for the full cost of the degree. Um, so kind of all of those factors coming together. And, you know, the, the way I've kind of approached things, too, I mean, you know, just almost a why not, too. You know, why not mm. work on my MBA, you know, right now? I, didn't, I don't have kids. I didn't have kids at the time. Um, I had this flexible time. They were going to pay for the cost. There were a lot of reasons why. Uh, you know, a lot of positives of, of learning and working with smart people and really not many on the why not side. So that was what really led me to kind of jump in, uh, you know, about three years ago at this point uh, and start my MBA. Is that is that common among, you know, in Investorprint where they might be willing to sponsor education, a higher education? 
I think it depends on the company. Um, at Vistaprint, it wasn't you know a complete sponsorship, but it was enough money to, to be meaningful. Uh, but I've heard it at some companies, uh, it's part of the development program, at least some of my colleagues in, in class too, uh, who worked in the government or who worked for other higher education or even worked for um, some bigger kind of uh, you know nonprofit type of companies. Uh, it's, it's getting more and more common, it seems, that they cover either a, a large chunk of the cost or, uh, you know, all of it. Um, usually, though, they attach a few kind of strings to that. So they'll, yeah. they'll require you to stay for a couple years um, or else you have to pay back the degree. So Vistaprint had some of those strings, but they were pretty loose. Uh, it was you had to stay for a year um, or you'd have to pay back a percentage of, of um, you know, the degree. So there were, there were some of those, but they weren't too, too constrictive. I see, I see. So you finished this year and you started at Upside Travel this year. So does that mean you had to pay back some percentage or did you actually manage to do that term? <laughs> yeah, so fortunately my timing lined up okay where I didn't have to pay back any of the, uh, the degree. So uh, it was a little bit more complicated. It wasn't just one payment that they had. I had a few different uh, kind of funding sources from them, but yeah, it, it basically came to I didn't have to pay anything back, which was was fortunate because uh, that would have would have hurt a little bit, I guess, and would have made the decision to come come to uh, work here a little bit harder. Although I I still think I would have made the same decision. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, no, absolutely makes sense. So so I mean, you know, between you finishing your undergraduate and starting the MBA, I think I think you had a gap of just three to four years. So how did you stand among the rest of your classmates in terms of you know the age group? Were you one of the experienced ones or were you one of the you know junior ones? Yeah, I would say a little bit of a mix of both. From an mm. age perspective, I was probably, uh, you know, a little bit more on the junior side. So the age uh, range probably had an average of more around, you know, 29, 30. And I came in at, I think, 26 uh, when I started, maybe even 25. Actually, no, just turned 26 when I came in. So I was on the younger side from an age perspective. Uh, but I'd already had, you know, two different jobs at that point, had actually touched maybe three different fields, if you kind of count finance, analytics, and, and product management uh, as the fields I had kind of worked in. Uh, so from that perspective, I was at least on par, maybe even a little bit more advanced than, than my colleagues who a lot of them were, you know, in a job, maybe the same job with either the government uh, or, you know, some, some big company, either nonprofit or for-profit for the last five years. So a little bit of a mixed answer to that question. Uh, younger in some ways, older in others. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So, you know, you you you'd only done the bachelor's in, in finance and, you know, a lot of the MBA also touches a lot of finance skills. So um, I'm assuming that you must have had quite a lot of the hard skills, at least what MBA touches. So uh, what is something specific that you were aiming to get out of your journey during the MBA, like something related to soft skills or some something or, or honing your hard skills further? Or did you have something specific in mind like that? Yeah, I would say more um, the honing of the soft skills. So in my role at Vistaprint, I, I was pretty fortunate. I was able to you know work on a lot of different types of projects, um, you know present to, to both our group and uh, kind of some of the executives of the the organization. So I got some of those soft skills. But what I've kind of found, at least in my career, is that those skills uh, you can never never work on too much. Uh, and so what I got out of the MBA was. Um, a lot of diversity of, of the people I worked with and a lot of diversity of the problems I was solving. So one of the things I found in my career is, you know, working for a Vistaprint or working for a JP Morgan Chase, uh, you become very, 
very adept, um, you know, after a year or two even at your particular world. So for JP Morgan, it was at, uh, it was analytics of our marketing campaigns. I became very experienced with presenting about those, talking about those. At Vistaprint, it was talking about, uh, you know, these products, these consumer products that work for small business owners. But those are both very niche concepts if you look at the broader world uh, of business. And so the MBA gave the opportunity to, you know, one day be presenting about the future of healthcare, another day be thinking about, um, you know, a new nonprofit and how you'd actually start that up, um, you know, as, as a small company and get it funded. Um, you know, another day it might be a marketing plan for a hospital. So a ton of diversity of, of thinking and of presenting and of problem solving that I think I, I wouldn't have gotten anywhere in my career. I was able to kind of tap into that. And that, you know, in turn, improved my soft skills, made them more adaptable, made it, you know, my way of thinking, my way of presenting uh, a little bit more adaptable to whatever problems come up in the future, rather than just the specific set that maybe my career was was oriented towards. I see. I see. So is, is that something that, um, you know, you happen to do during your MBA or did you actually, you know, speak to some people before you went in and you actually had like a roadmap or a plan in front of you? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I had a formal plan. Uh, you know, it probably sounds like a plan when I described it. <laughs> but um, no, I really just went in with a plan to learn and the hope that there would be, uh, I kind of had the hypothesis, I guess, to use a product manager term a little bit there, uh, the hypothesis that you know, there will be a lot of different people than me at an MBA in, in Washington, D.C. Um, you know, I'm coming from a, a tech background and just knowing, of course, Washington, D.C., the center of the government, a lot of contracting companies, military. Uh, I was just making the bet that there would be a lot of really interesting people uh, to, to get exposure to, to work with. Um, that's kind of my plan that I went in with. Um, I was not necessarily planning to, you know, improve on these, you know, particular five skills uh, I just went in with the idea that I'm going to get exposed to a lot of interesting people and I'm going to try and learn from them. Yeah, yeah. Extending that a little bit more, the lingo, <laughs> how did your hypothesis validation go about? Yeah, it definitely was true. Uh, maybe even more true than I thought it would be when I went in. Um, I would say, you know, maybe we're getting to, to a little bit further in the conversation, but there were much much fewer of the, uh, you know, people like me in the MBA than I could have anticipated. Um, there are technology companies in Washington, D.C. I'm not sure how familiar you are with the market here. Um, it's a pretty burgeoning tech scene now. Uh, but I was surprised, you know, probably only, I would say, one or two in every class uh, of maybe 30 or 40 people was a similar background to me. Uh, smaller technology companies, consumer or business facing, but by and large, the majority of the class, super majority of the class, was from a government background, uh, a contracting background, a consulting background, a big company background. And that was one of the things that that definitely um, surprised me from my MBA. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I mean, talking about giving you different perspectives, what, what, what a better way to get different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I see. So, so was Washington always your choice, or or you just happened to get um, you know a Vistaprint that was located in Washington, and that's that's where you chose George Washington University, or how how did that come about? Great question. So, I was pretty certain I wanted to do a part time MBA, uh, and I was you know kind of going back three years ago. I wasn't really in a rush 
necessarily to, to do the MBA that year. Um, you know, I was open to doing it the next year, too, if uh, the right opportunities or, um, you know, kind of financing the cost side of things didn't, didn't present itself. And so I looked at part-time programs. And uh, knowing myself, knowing where I was in my career, the, one of the things I prioritized, in addition to just the, the quality of the program, was the flexibility of the program. Um, I didn't know what was ahead for me in my career. I was seeing ahead that I probably was going to change to a startup um, like I ended up doing with Upside Travel at some point in the future. And so I was looking for a flexibility of program where I would be able to take potentially a break if I had to mid-program, um, you know, have more years than, than um, you know, maybe uh, I need just in case, uh, you know, things changed or I had a really busy time in my career. Uh, and so the, the one that really bubbled to the top was George Washington. They had a professional MBA where you could finish it in as quick as two years or as long as five years. And, you know, no penalty for kind of breaking in between if you had to, where other programs in the area here in D.C., um, like Georgetown's part-time MBA, really required you to complete it in one shot. You had to go straight through. It was, in, you know, it was kind of really painful if you had to stop um, to kind of get back into it. Uh, and so, you know, GW, I did want to stay in the D.C. area uh, as a part-time program, which is really what I, all I was looking for at the time. Uh, you know, kind of met all the, the criteria I had uh, for an MBA program. Yeah, great. So you touched upon it briefly, but just to drill a little bit more detail. Why part-time? Why not full-time? Yeah, so coming from the financial background, and I would just say one of my, my passions in life is is just finance, whether it's personal finance or you know the financial markets or any elements of the entire finance industry in, are, are incredibly interesting to me. So one of the things that just, uh, you know, is hard for me to reconcile is, you know, going for a full-time MBA from, from number one, a cost perspective. Uh, it's a lot of direct cost for a full-time program, not that, you know, a part-time is is much cheaper, but a lot of cost. You know, you're living in the, the city usually, uh, you know, you're paying room and board uh, in addition to the tuition. Um, so that's a lot. But then the opportunity cost. So giving up, you know, two years of your salary and also giving up the, the growth opportunity that can happen in that two years. And when I looked at, you know, where I was in my career, what I was hoping to get out of the MBA, again, you know, more learning than, than leveling up my career from this degree, uh, it really is hard to reconcile that with, you know, a, an all-in cost of a, a few hundred thousand dollars when you add up the opportunity cost of missed salary uh, along with the, the hard cost of the tuition uh, is really hard for me to to consider doing a full-time MBA, and that's why I kind of went towards the part-time world. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. But how did you how did you manage to balance, uh, you know, a, a job and education? Because both by themselves are quite taxing. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And what I would say that's important for anyone listening to this podcast or considering an MBA, you have to really consider, um, you know, even if your your company's not supporting you from a financial perspective. You want to make sure they're at least supporting you from a, you know, an a education perspective, a, a time management perspective. Uh, I was really fortunate. I had a, a great boss at, at Vistaprint and a great culture there um, that not only gave me that that money to help out with with part of the the degree there, but also was considerate. You know, if I had to leave a little bit early for a meeting with group members, or just you know recognizing that if I had a late class that maybe went till you know ten thirty at night. I might be in a little bit later the next morning um, at work. And so fortunately, they were incredibly considerate of that. Um, so that made it a little bit easier. 
Uh, but honestly, at the end of the day, uh, with an MBA, with the part-time MBA, I was going uh, two nights a week uh, from right after work till about 10 o'clock at night. Uh, and then, you know, you could probably count, you know, one, one weekend day or half a weekend day um, for at least studying or group meetings, um, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, all in, you're probably talking, you know, 20 hours a week of a commitment. And, you know, it is a commitment. You have to adjust your schedule around it, your life around it. Uh, you get used to it after a while. Um, but it, it definitely takes time. So I would encourage people, you know, while, while you're young and while you have a little bit more time flexibility, that's usually the best time uh, to go after this MBA. Yeah, very true. Are these are these the kind of conversations you had with your, uh, you know, colleagues and employees before you went in? Or did you like have to hack your way during the journey? <laughs> Um, yeah, a little bit of both. So I definitely talked with my boss ahead of time that I was applying and, you know, he was super encouraging of it. Um, he had, he had done his MBA, uh, 15 or so years before. So that helped that he had a little bit of perspective there. Um, so I definitely talked with them, but you know, along the way you'll, you'll have times if you're doing an MBA that are, are less busy when it almost never interferes with your job. And you'll have times where for whatever reason, maybe you had to take three classes, four classes that semester where it really can interfere with your job. So, yeah, having colleagues, um, you know, who are kind of aware of what you're you're doing with your time, that you're not just leaving work early to leave early, uh, but you're leaving early to become better, to learn more, to be better at your job. Um, you know, having that understanding with the colleagues, definitely helpful and, and incredibly important uh, to make sure you, you talk with them about, you know, your MBA, what you're trying to get out of it, and uh, how you hope it helps your company at the end of the day. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I guess being a product manager helps there, right? Because you, you, you're dealing with you know challenges, you know, without expecting it. You just you're like, okay, let's take a step back, let's evaluate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then one of the other notes I want to add to that too is, um, you know, it sometimes goes the other way. I found myself a lot of times, um, rightly or wrongly, in my classes actually doing work. So it might be nine o'clock at night, <laughs> ten o'clock at night. The lecture's a little bit slow. And I'm on my computer, you know, working on my plan for the next day or working on an issue that came up, um, you know, in, in our production environment or something like that, a bug or downtime. So it's as much a balance the other way. Uh, you know, sometimes work takes priority over the MBA uh, because honestly, at the end of the day, the, the work is, is what you're trying to, you know, develop, trying to improve on. You know, the MBA is a little bit of a means to, to kind of improving your, your career end, I guess. So kind of keeping that perspective of, you know, understanding at times your MBA may be more important, but at other times your job may be more important and kind of take priority. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you have a family back then as well? Um, so, uh, sorry, can you ask that again? Did, did you have a family back then as well? Yeah. So I had, um, you know, a girlfriend at the time who now has become my wife, but no, no children at least. So I did have, you know, commitments to her to not be, uh, you know, overworking or, you know, at, at classes, you know, well beyond uh, them being over. So, you know, definitely some some commitments from the family perspective. Uh, but I was fortunate to, to not have any children at the time because that, um, with a few of my colleagues in, in class, made it, you know, as you can imagine, uh, much more challenging to manage their time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, at least you had a partner and, and the fact that um, your girlfriend agreed to marry you in spite of all the craziness is a good sign. <laughs> it definitely, yeah, it's, it was trying a time, but probably for the best. So, yeah, it was definitely uh, fortunate uh, for us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and to top it all, I, I just I just saw that you actually managed to write a book during your MBA. 
Yeah, and so that was one of the other things. I guess this was earlier on in my MBA, so kind of in the first half of my my two and a half year MBA. Um, and this was, you know, kind of overlapped my career and the MBA. Um, I wanted to learn more about product management. So I was very new to product management, completely new to product management at Vistaprint. And I was fortunate to have a lot of really smart colleagues who had done this for many years, um, in addition to uh, actually the founder of Webs. So you read in the intro uh, that Vistaprint acquired that company called Webs back in 2011. I was fortunate to be able to work with the founders of that company at Vistaprint who had kind of stayed around after that acquisition. So I was absorbing all this new information about product management, and I really wanted to channel it into some form of writing. Uh, like you mentioned, I, I write blog posts, one on my MBA that you mentioned, uh, but I was writing a lot on product management as I was learning, and I kind of realized there was no guide, no, you know, not do's and don'ts, but no things to watch out for type of book in the product management space. And so I started writing that. I got a lot of feedback from my colleagues, a lot of great stories. I started accumulating my own stories along the way um, of things to watch out for. And yeah, after about um, you know six to nine months of work, some of that work actually being while I was sitting in maybe some of those slower lectures uh, of my MBA, I was able to, to self-publish uh, Building Digital Products, um, which is now on Amazon and you know a few other places out there. Uh, but yeah, great learning experience. Um, was able to pull it off uh, you know, while I was doing my MBA, fortunately. Jeez, how did you have the energy for that? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have too much energy. So, yeah, that was one of the places it, it wound up. So, <laughs> Interesting, interesting, very interesting. So, you know, going back a few steps, uh, because I did miss that part. So, the George Washington University, you know, now selecting an MBA college itself is such um, a big discussion point. I mean, there are like massive businesses, you know, running who are just helping people select the right college. Um, in your case, of course, you were very clear you wanted to do, do a part-time MBA. So obviously location and, and, you know, where the college was located was really important. Um, but as you started your course and you know, towards the end of your journey, looking back, do you think you made the right choice or would you have reconsidered? Yeah, so I think at the time, um, where I was in my career, I, I made the right choice. Um, the only second guessing I have, and you heard it a little bit before when I talked about uh, the type of people in the program, I would have loved, again, my ideal world uh, to do a, you know, a full-time MBA at Stanford or Harvard or, or you know one of the ultimate top tier programs out there, um, that would be my number one choice. But at the time, uh, you know, for kind of the cost reasons, for the part time reasons that I mentioned, uh, those weren't really an option. Um, in my ideal world, if money wasn't you know an, an object, you know, let's say I had just finished up a uh, you know a startup and I had cashed out with you know a few million bucks. Uh, then I definitely would have gone to one of those types of programs. Um, so that's the only second guessing I would say I have. Uh, but honestly, just you know, looking back, uh, even with my 2020 hindsight uh, bias, I think I made the right decision at the time for part-time and, and for GW. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. How about the timing of your MBA? Now looking back, would you still have uh, you know, gone ahead and done the MBA when you decided to do it? Or now would you have waited for longer? I think I, I picked a, a good time in my career. So I was you know, somewhere between a junior and a senior role. Um, I was kind of growing at the time in, in product management. I think when I had started my MBA, I was still in my first 
product management role at Vistaprint. So still managing just a small team, just one team, um, you know, limited responsibilities. Uh, and I think that was a, a good time to jump in with my career because as I went through my MBA, I started picking up more responsibilities, uh, more teams, um, you know, more kind of, uh, you know, ownership of, of different areas of, of budget, of, of things like that. Uh, and so I think that was a good time to do it. If I look at where I am now in my career, especially working at a startup, uh, it would be hard to carve out the time for an MBA. Uh, now that I'm working, you know, at a little bit more of a senior role, but more importantly, a much faster paced role um, at a company that, you know, isn't, uh, you know, huge, a company that's, you know, 50 to 100 people in size. Uh, there's a lot more that I need to do, a lot more time that I spend at work. Um, so it'd be difficult carving out that 20, 30 hours a week um, for the MBA. So I think I chose uh, a reasonable time, a pretty good time for, for doing the MBA. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think I do agree. <laughs> um, I I discovered product management after I finished my MBA, and looking uh, back, you know, I wish I would have discovered this before because looking looking back, I think I would have gained a lot more perspective and applied in a lot more contextual manner than I was able to apply after that. So yeah, really interesting. Um, now, while you were doing your MBA, were you able to contribute? immediately to the, your your work at that point of time because that's that's apparently a good benefit of doing a part-time or, or MBA during your work right because it gives you the opportunity to contribute relatively quickly as opposed to isolating yourself for those one or two years in a full-time MBA and by the time you finish and, and, and pass out uh, you've probably forgotten some bits and probably you just don't have the you know right relevant opportunities in front of you what's your perspective on that yeah definitely i think um you know being able to do the degree while i was working i was able to kind of pass information in both ways i guess so um i found myself you know taking problems and challenges from from vistaprint from work uh into the classroom so if we were working on you know maybe um, some sort of project with a team group uh, I would often, you know, propose that we could even solve, you know, a, a problem that was relevant maybe to that class, whether it was marketing or accounting or entrepreneurship, uh, you know, with one of our group projects or, you know, maybe even a smaller, you know, writing a paper on something that I was encountering with work uh, that was relevant to the class. So I was able to kind of pass information that way and then go in the other direction, you know, when I'm in those classes Again, uh, learning was a major objective, but just exposure to new ideas, um, you know, thinking um, you know, constantly about new ways of doing things definitely impacted the way I approached, you know, my work at Vistaprint. I, I kind of had a broader horizon of, of all the possibilities for the way we could market our, our different small business products, um, you know, what we could test out, what could be effective for our customers, um, you know, from, you know, another perspective, I guess, what were interesting things on the, the financial side of the business that I wanted to actually explore more at Vistaprint. So now that I knew maybe even more than I understood in my undergrad, um, you know, how could I meet some people at Vistaprint who were working in that world to maybe position the profitability of our products a little bit better than they were. Um, so ideas kind of flowed in both directions. And I agree, having kind of the part-time MBA and the job going at the same time probably facilitated that happening a lot better than you know, two years of, of just only study and then trying to implement, uh, trying to remember all those things when you went into your job. So I would agree with that. Um, you know, kind of having both at the same time helped a lot. 
yeah yeah I, I agree i can see how it could be really useful so you know now you obviously moved away from mr print to upside travel where you're a director of product um that that's a really good position do you think you would have got that position without an mba do you think an mba helped you get that particular position yeah so i would say i think about it sometimes um you know the the hard schools of the the hard skills sorry of the mba probably weren't needed or, or aren't needed for the specific role I'm in. Uh, you know, having an understanding of finance and accounting, all that certainly helps. It makes you, you know, better at your job, especially at a startup where those things are a little bit more front and center. Uh, but I think one of the big things that an MBA does, even if it doesn't, um, you know, even if it's not in the job description of, of the new role that you're applying for, of the higher up position that you're trying to get promoted to, I think it, it's a strong signal. Uh, it's a strong signal that you're a learner. It's a strong signal that, you know, you can manage your time. Uh, it's a strong signal that you can work with lots of different types of people. And I think those are the types of skills that are valuable in almost every career that you go into and get more and more valuable as you get more and more senior. Um, so I think those signals, um, you know, probably helped me out with this job. I wouldn't say, you know, necessarily I wouldn't have gotten the role without my MBA. Uh, but, yes, it probably did help at least from that signaling perspective, um, you know, for those reasons that I, I just went through. Yeah, yeah, very interesting, very interesting. And, and I, I agree with your perspective, um, but I do have to ask, you know, in the startup space, there's obviously a certain negative bias towards yeah. Um, MBAs. Yeah, you agree. So, um, <laughs> and you're working in a startup right now. Uh, uh, you're not based on a Silicon Valley, are you? Uh, could you say that again? Sorry, am I based in Silicon Valley? No, are you based out of Silicon Valley or not? No, we're actually based out of Washington, D.C. So yeah. our, our whole group here, actually most of our group here in Washington, D.C., uh, a small group up in Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, so I, I don't live in the U.S., so I'm mainly getting it out of, you know, reading and, and hearing other people's perspectives. But, yeah, what's what's your experience been like in the startup space and MBAs? Yeah, and so... You know, you mentioned before, uh, you know, a little bit of hindsight, like if I, had, you know, if I could do it again, would I do it the same way? I think if I had moved to, to Upside before I had done my MBA, the chance may have been that I would have, um, you know, either never done it or not done it for a long time. Uh, because you mentioned there, there is this bias out there. I think um, it's, it's a pretty reasonable one, too. Um, the MBA has a hard time of, of keeping up with the latest technology. Um, I would say... A full-time MBA maybe does it a little bit better because it gives you a lot of free time and flexibility for pursuing entrepreneurial passions. But when you're talking about part-time MBA, where you're already kind of strapped for time, um, a lot of that that cutting-edge, uh, you know, work or research or uh, you know, projects sometimes can fall fall by the wayside a little bit. And so. Really, I think for a lot of different careers, you know, for example, if you're trying to learn about artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, you know, those self-driving cars, autonomous things, those type of, of careers, MBA is probably not the, the best way to do it. Um, you know, taking a couple years, having to study other things like accounting, like finance that might not be as, as central there. And even the, taking a couple of years, that whole industry is going to change in the next six months, let alone the next you know couple of years. Um, I would say there are probably better paths uh, for people who are, are very interested in startups uh, to become educated. And some of those are online, but a lot of those just come from literally just getting your hands dirty, uh, You know, whether it's online, whether it's an internship, whether it's just 
getting coffee with people in these careers, that's probably where you're going to learn more when you're really on the cutting edge than, than an MBA. Um, so that's why I would say there's probably this stigma in, in startup world um, around the MBA. Uh, it's, it's kind of viewed as a little bit of an old artifact, you know, something from that was valuable, you know, a generation ago or two generations ago. But today, for very cutting edge industries, may have more costs than it, than it has benefits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so if I placed you in a room with, you know, MBA program directors and lecturers, what would you tell them to improve the curriculum and make it more relevant? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wrote about it a little bit in the blog post, but I, I think a lot of them recognize it already. Kind of this traditional multi-year, uh, you know, generalist MBA is, is being disrupted in a lot of ways. Um, you know, being disrupted because of those, those reasons. It takes a long time. It's not very specific but also from a cost perspective and a learning perspective. So I would encourage them, uh, you know, to, to go the way uh, of, you know, an edX or a Coursera or, you know, Udacity, like the online learning platforms that have really jumped into these, these new careers, these new fields in really unique ways. So um, I think it's Udacity that has something called like a nano degree. And the idea is you can get a degree on, on something with a high level of of knowledge in you know ten weeks or twelve weeks, uh, you know, and that might be artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. It might be autonomous. It may be paired with an internship. I would just kind of encourage them to think creatively. Uh, you know, break break down this this kind of MBA that's existed in the same structure for you know fifty sixty years and acknowledge all these changes that are happening in the industry. I would say another big part of it is a lot happens outside the classroom. So it's not all about learning. It's not uh, sorry, not all about textbook learning or lectures. Um, in many ways, it's about you know working on a a startup as a you know a project with colleagues. It's about you know hearing from leaders in the industry. You know someone who is working at a you know artificial intelligence research lab. You know going and spending time with them, maybe even spending you know weeks with them, uh, embedded learning about the day to day there. So again, lots of creative approaches to to learning creative approaches to getting that, uh, you know, um, exposure to the best and the brightest in the field rather than uh, lectures and textbooks. So that would be what I would kind of say to those those people who have been in this field for a while as a way to kind of keep this this MBA relevant and this MBA uh, an important part of, of education. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Looks like you've given it some good thought. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think about it a lot. Yeah. yeah, exactly, good. I mean, I mean, you you do sound and you come across as very enterprising, and you're working in a startup. Is is entrepreneurship on the cards for you? Do you do you have ambition and plans to start your own business at some point of time? Yeah, at some point in the future, I would love to. Um, who knows what what it is or what field it's in, but. The way I've kind of looked at my career to this point, I'm trying to accumulate a, a lot of different skills, work with a lot of really creative, smart people who think in different ways. And, you know, at some point, yeah, if, if the opportunity seems right or if I have a great idea or a colleague's great idea, a friend's great idea that I want to pursue, uh, I could see that as a next step in my career, certainly. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Uh, Alex, how much time do you have? Yeah, so I probably have a, a few more minutes left. Yep, cool. I just have a couple more questions. Great. Then we're good. So, you know, again, you know, looking back, um, if you had to give some more advice and insights to people who are looking to do the MBA, now whether at Georgetown or, or anywhere, what, what are there some top tips for them? 
Yeah, I would say, you know, don't worry as much about the, the schools at first, but really consider what you're trying to get out of the MBA. So you heard a little bit about what I was looking for and maybe even how that evolved over over the years in my MBA. Um, but I would say that's probably the spot you want to start. So similar to how a product manager starts by thinking a lot about the problem they want to solve rather than the exact way they want to solve it. Um, think about your MBA in that same way. You know, are you trying to you know, get a, a credential that you think will unlock, you know, the next step of your current career? Are you trying to move to a completely new field? Are you trying to just learn uh, and get exposure to, to smart people? Are you trying to start up a company? Um, think about those type of things that you're really trying to get out of this degree. Uh, and then also think about yourself. Um, you know, are you the type of person that can balance work and, and education? Or are you the type of person that really needs to be focused on, on one or the other? And I think those type of uh, introspective questions, I guess you could call them, would kind of help identify the types of programs. Maybe it's not even an MBA that's for you, like I talked about you know, just a second ago. But the types of programs, the types of education, the, uh, you know, the, the types of schools that are right for you. So I would say go at it that way. Don't go start looking at school names. And don't go start doing tours with schools. Start thinking about what you want to get out of it first and then kind of work towards the, the schools that fit that mold. Yeah, good. Great tips. Uh, one more question. Is there sure. anything you wish I had asked you? Um, I would say, let's see. Let me think about that a second. Um, I would say maybe what, what didn't an MBA teach you that, that you thought it would have? Um, and I, I talked about it a little bit before with, uh, you know, exposure in my, my classes to not many other people like me, I would say the thing that I, I probably didn't get out of my MBA that I was surprised was surprisingly, uh, especially given where I ended up, more exposure to startups and that way of thinking. Um, I majored in entrepreneurship and I had a few good professors at uh, GW, some great ones, but honestly, I, I expected looking back two and a half years ago uh, that I would have tested out a few new businesses uh, with, you know, uh, fellow uh, students, you know, tried to build out some in, in kind of pitch competitions and, and things like that. And I would say that was the one thing that I was surprised that I didn't do in my MBA. And, you know, maybe a little bit of a, a disappointment to myself that I didn't build that out, uh, didn't devote time to that um, when I was in my, my MBA. So that would probably be the one. Yeah, no, I completely understand where you're coming from. And th that's a frustration point, even for me. <laughs> um, and I've spoken to, you know, my MBA program director a few times. In fact, I went back, I, I offered a few workshops, you know, around startups and product management. And it just, it just left there at workshops. Uh, in fact, good. I think you're pushing me to go there and pursue that further. <laughs> <laughs> great, great to hear <laughs> good, good. Alex, this, this has been amazing. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so probably the best way is, uh, you know, on Twitter at A-M-I-T-C-H 5903. Uh, I also write a lot, as you said, on Medium. If you just look Medium, Alex Mitchell. Um, I always love feedback on my posts that I put out there. Uh, I kind of view each piece of writing as a little bit of my, a test of my ideas to hear what other people think out there. So super open to feedback on those. Um, you know, or people can just reach out to me on Twitter with, with any ideas they have or any feedback. So those are probably the best ways. 
perfect perfect I'll, I'll put them in the show notes so people can um, they don't have to take notes right now um, Alex this has been fantastic thanks a lot uh, for your time uh, I think is it lunch time for you right now uh, it's a little bit past it yeah oh uh, it's 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 a work day right Correct. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and, and it's a Monday. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this has been fantastic, Alex. Thanks a lot uh, for your time today. Thank you. Great. Thanks so much for having me, Amish. It was incredibly uh, you know, exciting talking about my experience, and I hope uh, a few people are able to learn from it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to thembajam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.